This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to my fully operational Star Wars analysis. I just finished episode one of Ahsoka. I had to stop to say something about it. I won't wait until I've seen episode two, because each episode of a thing should stand on its own, shouldn't it? And I gotta say, I like a lot of things about it, but I dislike one thing very much. And that one thing that I dislike just got, spoilers, stabbed in the gut? I don't know. They... <laughs> this stab apparently isn't going to be a problem for Sabine. Uh, she's going to be in the rest of the series, I'm sure, because of the you know promo material and whatever that we saw. And she's got to cut her hair later and whatever. So, somehow, Sabine survived this cut. And I get that in the Star Wars galaxy, there is miraculous healing capabilities, but unless... I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that looks like a pretty bad injury. And unless it takes them, like, a couple weeks for her to heal up in a back to tank or something, I just... I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. She shouldn't have got stabbed that bad. I mean, why not, uh... I mean, I'd, I'd almost rather cut off a hand or something if you're gonna cut her real bad to win the fight and then run, because Ahsoka gets there anyway. You also... I mean, Obi-Wan got stabbed in the shoulder uh, by Dooku, and... Luke did it to Vader. That works. You know, you can get the get the leg, you, can, you know, tear out chunks of flesh, but don't do a torso shot like that and then say, oh, the person's fine, they're going on an adventure next week. Now, of course, I don't know that that's going to happen, but it looks dumb uh, that she got stabbed like that. Um, so, I don't know. A little extreme. A little extreme. Uh, but that's not what I disliked. <clears throat> that's just a thing. Another thing to, to talk about. What I didn't like at all and didn't make any sense it's twofold but I'll, I'll, ex- I'll excuse one but not the other Sabine not showing up to the memorial for Ezra even though well not, it's not that she didn't show up she was there and then she left based on the dialogue by Azad or Azari whatever the governor guy is played by uh, the guy who voiced him the guy who did the voice anyway, it doesn't matter um, the voice of brother I can't remember his name. I think it's Brown. I think it's, like, something Brown. And I can't remember it this time. But anyway, he's a big deal. He was in the original Highlander movie as a really cool guy. And he was, like, you know, Azad or, you know, something like that in this. Which is fine. He was fine in the show. It's funny because they got the voice actor. They made the character look like the voice actor that they chose. I believe that's how they did it. And then uh, Clancy Brown. Yes, I remember. And he also played Savage Press in The Clone Wars. Star Wars The Clone Wars, man. Uh, brought to you by George Lucas under the direction or with the direction of Dave Filoni. So anyway, um, I'm super glad I remember that. It was going to bother me really badly. So anyway, moving on. Uh, so based on his dialogue, Sabine was at the memorial, and then based on that other guy, the senator or representative or whatever he was, you know, Mr. Binks, um, that guy gave me h- hardcore Jar Jar vibes, even though he was human. Anyway, so. According to that guy, too, Sabine was there, and then, like a jerk, she left. And then she does this, I guess it's a Top Gun reference, this silly thing where she's driving off on her motorcycle, and they're trying to call her in, because, you know, the mayor or governor or whatever asked for them to, and uh, she, you know, does the, no, I'm too cool for that, and, uh, you know, motorcycle, you know, dips her motorcycle under the, the jet or whatever, um... What? What is she doing? Like, why is she being such a jerk? That doesn't make any sense to me. Now, apparently, 
at some point between Rebels and this show, she became apprentice. This is uh, Sabine Wren, Mandalorian, became apprentice to Ahsoka Tano, a uh, failed Jedi, or, you know, not fully trained Jedi. So, that implies, that implies, it doesn't say, it's not expressly, explicitly said, that implies that Sabine Wren, who lived with and fought alongside Kanan Jarrus for three years, four years, something like that, while he was training Mr. Blueberry, Space Aladdin, ironically played by the guy who played Aladdin in that live-action Disney movie with that I liked, um, he, uh, you know, Ezra, he was training, Kanan was training Ezra, who had the Force, and now it turns out that Sabine also had the Force somehow unbeknownst to Kanan while he was training this guy? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever, and I'm super curious to see how they did that, unless, of course, she, uh, you know, was doping herself with midichlorians like, uh, I suspect a certain somebody was from another Filoni show. So, I, I don't know how that works and why that would work, um, but again, she didn't need to necessarily be trained as a Jedi with the Force. She could have just been trained as a Mandalorian to use you know, the Darksaber like she was, and then a lightsaber, but it also then appears as if she constructed her own lightsaber, however, she could have recovered a lightsaber from a fallen Jedi, if something or Ahsoka could have helped her build one, I guess, but she seems to have a kyber crystal, and that doesn't make any sense. So, I may be salty, but I'm uh, not saltier than Crate. so, <laughs> I actually just discovered that Reddit uh, channel or whatever uh, recently, and I read some stuff on there, and it was kind of funny, so... Uh, anyway, um, I thought I'd reference that real quick. But, yeah, I don't want to just complain, because I'm not a hater. Um, I liked Sabine in Rebels, although... Or, uh, was it Rebels? Yeah, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, I liked Sabine in that, although I was mad that they never gave her a jetpack. I really think they should have given her her flying phoenix. And, uh, I also thought it was weird that sometimes they made her, like, as capable as a Jedi, which I know Filoni can now say, yeah, guys, those were clues that she was Force-sensitive, and everybody knew, but they just didn't talk about it on the show because they didn't need to, because they already knew that she didn't want to pursue Jedi training because whatever. Which, I mean, I guess you could do that, but that's obviously retconning things. But Filoni, and this is the last complaint for now, uh, Filoni hasn't seemed to have had a problem retconning things that he made, did, was very much intimately involved with, uh, like with the Kanan comic book and stuff. Uh, with you know, And he did that with... Uh, Star Wars Misfits, Island Misfit Toys, uh, whatever that show is called, the Clone Troopers, the Modified Clone, Bad Batch. Anyway, so, this just seems like an odd move to me, but whatever. I'll roll with it, because it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, I care. I care, but if they want to screw around with their own continuity, then, you know, good for them, I guess. Um, but anyway, uh, so, uh, I really thought that Sabine had some reason to be frustrated with Ahsoka if it is in fact true that Ahsoka abandoned her. If she walked away from her while she was her Jedi Master, training her in the ways of the Force, um, or if she was just her Master. They were Master and Apprentice and, and Ahsoka abandoned her. I can see why she'd be frustrated. I could see why she would dislike Ahsoka. So, while she voluntarily agreed to be at the Ezra and Ghost Crew monument unveiling thing, uh, and then abandoned it, and that doesn't make sense. If she was betrayed, or felt betrayed by Ahsoka, it would make sense that she would abandon her or not want her help. Of course, her 
foolishness and pig-headedness seems to me like a regression of the character, um, which if she's been alone, I, I, I don't know how long it's been. I don't know how long it's been, guys. So that seems contrary to me because I thought she was a wiser, smarter, stronger, more capable character, but apparently she's not, and this is something to be proud of, I guess. Um, but anyway, so her frustration with Ahsoka is somewhat understandable even though we don't have the context, but they want us to believe it's understandable. Hera's there telling Ahsoka that she should get it and that it makes sense to her. Hu Yang sees that they have, like, a contentious relationship with each other, and uh, he is hoping that they'll work it out, probably, but just, hey, he's seen lots of masters and apprentices who have had contentious relationships with each other, and then they worked it out because that's what you do when you have a relationship with somebody. You have difficulties, and then you work through them, which is great. So anyway, um, that's kind of interesting. By the way, I love all the callbacks. I love all the continuity. I love all the... Uh, you know, Ahsoka worked with Hu Yang. We saw that in the the gathering, um, in the Younglings arc from Clone Wars season four or five, whatever that was. Um, so it's cool to see him back. Uh, it's cool they got the voice actor to come back, who I think played Doctor Who. I don't know who he is though, because um, doesn't matter to me because I'm not a Doctor Who guy. I'm a Star Wars guy, it, an other thing guy. Um, and I love his like capability to research and to know. And he's like the wand guy from Harry Potter, right? He knows every. I mean, he's a computer, so it makes a little more sense. Uh, he knows every lightsaber that he's ever overseen the construction of. So that was a really like cool, clever, nice way to tie that in, um, to tie him in, and to make him useful in that moment to help identify uh, Balin uh, Skull, Skull, Balin Skull, um, and indicate that he has taken on an apprentice sometime after the Clone Wars, because this lady's you know not that old. Um, after he left the Clone Wars, like, you know, 20-plus years ago. Is this 25 years ago already? I don't know. Probably closer to around 25 years uh, post-Clone uh, Wars. Um, yeah, that would make sense if it's post-Return of the Jedi. So, anyway, actually, it'd be closer to 30 years, wouldn't it? Hmm. Anyway, moving on. Um, <clears throat> so, that's all interesting to me. Uh, and I, I like those little details. I liked Ahsoka exploring the witch temple. Uh, I was fine with her killing those droids pretty easily and the way she... Well, I don't know. It was kind of funny. I feel mostly good about it, but it was seems like an odd choice to drop those three and then fight the two up top, and then they when they come back up, then they initiate the self-destruct sequence. My biggest problem... And by the way, I liked how slow it was. I liked how methodical it was. I liked kind of the Indiana Jones, you know, ruin exploring vibe go and, like, seeing Ahsoka, like... Not just be a fighter, but be somebody of intelligence and see her, like, work out the puzzle and figure out how to get the map to come up. That was pretty cool. Uh, it frustrates me then, two things, that she has to go back to, um... I'm thinking of the actress who played her, who the Tia Sirkar, who did her voice in Clone Wars. That's not... Or in the Rebel show. That's not who I want to talk about. I want to talk about the... Not the actress who's playing her, either. I want to talk about the character, Sabine. Ah, yes. So... Sabine Jerk. I mean, Jerk Ren. Um, so, she has to go to her at Hera's insistence. Or she goes to her at Hera's insistence because she is the artistic eye and she can figure out this puzzle. However, I think Ahsoka basically showed that she could have figured out the puzzle too because she figured out a similar puzzle made by similar people for a similar purpose of concealing this map. Uh, and that was demonstrated to us very clearly. So that's like an odd choice. It feels like they're shoehorning Sabine in and then like... Well, I, like I said, I was frustrated about Ahsoka, you know, being a, or Sabine leaving Ahsoka, leaving the ship and everything to do this, uh, you know, to figure out this map, to work it out on her own where she could be more comfortable. Uh, and then, like, when the map gets stolen from her, I thought, you jerk, this is your fault. 
you caused this to happen because you couldn't handle it. You couldn't act like a big girl, so you uh, left in a huff and took your map ball and uh, and went home. And uh, it just seems kind of dumb. Like I don't, I don't know if you could tell, but I like things. I like Ahsoka. Clearly, I like aspects of Sabine, mostly from the show, even though I have a minor criticism about some of them. But then, the way they're the way Dave Filoni who is the executive producer of Star Wars Rebels, is now writing Sabine is incongruent, inconsistent, and uh, incompatible with the Sabine Ren we got before, and she's irritating and dumb a little bit, and I don't get it. Uh, Beyond whether or not she has the Force. Why is she a jerk now, where she wasn't a jerk before? She was, like, calm, cool, collected, like a rock-solid character. Zeb and Ezra were the fools who made things harder. Um... And it just seems like a really odd choice to purposely regress your character in order to do things a certain way when you're the writer and you have absolute control over how you make this work. They could have been working together and Ahsoka had to go do something and left Sabine alone and she still got attacked alone and, you know, Huyang is, you know, in shutdown mode or something and that's why they didn't notice the incoming threat or whatever. Like, there's so many different things you could have done. Um, but, again, I'm, I'm trying not to complain. I'm trying to just talk about the things I like, and I'm just, but I'm also giving you an honest, my honest thoughts on this thing so far, um, I gotta say, I loved the assault on the prison ship, and the freeing of Morgan Elsbeth, which, how is that lady a night sister? like, people were saying from Mando, Mando season two, when she showed up that she was a night sister, and they knew she was a night sister, how is she a night sister when they're all pasty, white, like, non-human or near-human, like a humanoid species, and she's clearly, like, a... I don't know. Is she a Mexican lady with Asian eyes? Because I've, you know, met plenty of those. I'm related to a couple of those. Um, <laughs> or is she an Asian woman or what? But she's clearly not a night sister, so I don't know how she's a night sister when they're all human. Like, um, you cannot get... Like, in the video game, the, the Fallen Order Jedi survivor thingy... Uh, they have a night sister who's an ally to the redhead guy, and I don't know. I don't play these games, so. Um, but like, she's white skinned with like you know platinum blonde hair, or white hair, and uh, your girl, Asajj Ventress, clearly has white skin and like a weird palette. Mother Talisman again. All the night sisters we saw we saw in Dathomir, the you know who were in the slaughter that Dooku uh, did. They all don't look human. They all look like they have this, you know, white pallor skin and, you know, their hair is different colors and, like, they're obviously non-human or, you know, they're uh, near-human species from Star Wars, not, uh, you know, a human species. So how's this lady a night sister? And if you wanted to be a night sister and you knew that from Mando, why not give her the white face paint and just, just have, like, a, you know, uh, ashen, white-skinned, Dathomir witch lady who is Mexican or Asian underneath the makeup. Like, why couldn't you just do that? That seems silly. Uh, and it doesn't make any sense. And it wouldn't have stood out to people strange that you had a white-skinned lady there in the episode, uh, in that Mando episode, where Ahsoka showed up. Like, it would have been no big deal. Anyway, that just, that seems really odd. Um, but, uh, Balin and Shin, their attack on the, on the cruiser, or the prison ship, prison transport, or whatever, to free her was amazing. I even like the, like, smarmy Republic officer guy who's like, you're no Jedi, you're... Uh, you know, imperial pretenders and um, Ray Stevenson's performance was great I don't know the Shin lady's name but she's very intense and 
creepy and scary. I like that she's still rocking a Padawan braid. So like, you know, he was raised in the Jedi Temple. He's kind of carrying on Jedi tra- traditions, but he clearly states he's not a Jedi, so he's something else. And I'll be curious to see what that is and how all that develops. And uh, I don't know. I, I like the potential of the show, but they're especially given the fact that this is a Dave Filoni project and he worked so intimately on Clone Wars and Rebels, I don't understand why certain missteps are being made and why certain things are inconsistent with those, while at the same exact time, there are things that are so consistent with the rest of it. Also, he oversaw the Night Sister stuff in Clone Wars, so why then would he allow Jon Favreau to write Morgan Elsbeth as a non night sister looking night sister lady unless there's some stupid complicated lore reason that she, you know some night sister lady hooked up with a human uh with, <laughs> with Paco <laughs> I don't know if she's Asian or Mexican so I'm going to keep making jokes about that um you know she hooked up with Paco or uh you know Ping and uh now you got Morgan Elsbeth so I I, I I just don't get it seems really weird doesn't make any sense some of the things and it's it's upsetting because I like the bulk of the episode and then these little things are distracting me but that Sabine Wren section like the Top Gun reference section was like way too long um but then again I've never watched Top Gun and I have no desire to so maybe that's uh maybe that's on me boo maybe that's on me so anyway I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here uh I hope that you are well until next time this is MJ signing out and telling you to look forward to the next episode very soon because I'm going to watch the next episode very soon and then talk about the next episode very soon. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.